This is Winging It, the somewhat whimsical, certainly worrying, decidedly wonky, seldom weighty, endlessly well-intentioned and wildly witty show about music where one knows what's coming and the other doesn't. Now, this happens in between both proper to ensure you can spend anywhere between 15 to 180 minutes with us every week. And every time we do this show, I try to give you something uh, different. I try to give you something that we haven't done before, but now we're two years in. Many, many winging it's what, 49, 50 winging it's in. It's getting a little tougher. They're racking up. So I am trying to now maybe do some some derivatives <laughs> if I can't get something brand new. And I know that we have a whole feature about this. You know, we have that whole where people break up, bands break up, and why. But this is different. This is people who got fired from huge rock bands. Gotta love a spinoff, you know. I, I mean, mean that's what right? this kind of is. And, exactly. And I gotta say to listeners, uh, to the folks, that is. The folks. I, I'm so impressed with how Christina is just sallying forth. Did you hear that intro? She's had, You would never know that she had just undergone this <laughs> mutilating uh, trauma that she will never, ever let me forget about. Ever. Basically, I, she's, uh, according to her, I dumped a shitload of crazy glue on her fingers. You did. And uh, circumstances, happened. you know, that I was involved. <laughs> so you fucking <laughs> that I was involved all with over my fingers contributed to the crazy gluing of her fingers. And well, I'm lo- so of course, I'm, I, you know, I feel bad. I'm looking up stuff online, and people are posting shit like uh, peanut <laughs> peanut butter. Did now, I not try it? I happen to have <laughs> peanut butter here, so it's like, are they goofing on us here? By the way, it did. Nothing. Nothing. Nothing whatsoever. But it was ridiculous. David it enjoyed was, the, it was, I, it was no, a spectacle. I think that the person who posted that enjoyed the spectacle because they got to mm. know. That they got to know. But you see things. I was desperate. Think, Maybe, yeah, you know. A little I, desperate. I mean, it's not something anyone's ever tried. See, it was trauma- traumatic for her because she's never been crazy glued before. Now, no, a lot why, of people, why would I do that to myself? <laughs> it just happens uh, in no, life. You know? No, it doesn't. <laughs> You've been sheltered maybe. No. <laughs> I've just been careful <laughs> yeah. and I read the instructions. But, y- you know, first time you figure uh, you're going to die or something. And uh, I understand. She was she was shook. So, uh, I we didn't were, feel like I was going to die, but my fingers wouldn't move I, very well. Uh, there are ways of looking at things. It's like, okay, you mutilated my fingers by crazy gluing me or... You could, uh, you know, the glass half full. Mm. I got a free chemical peel, you know. Uh, so what we actually ended up, what she actually ended up doing was, well, the next instruction said to try an emery board, which was like the first well, no, no, thing no. I thought of. The first thing we did mm-hmm. was you gave me warm water and fucking salt. <laughs> yeah. Warm water. Here, here are things, if you crazy glue yourself, and because it, it happens all the time, here are things you don't want to do, which we just tried, which don't work. Well, uh, she had a particularly copious amount of crazy glue. Because like a, of you. Like a quarter of an inch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There was a fuckload. That's called a fuckload. <laughs> a real, like, you know, six layers of shellac kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, salt and water did not work. No. Uh, uh, nail polish remover. No. I happen to have all this shit. Nail polish remover, peanut butter. Alcohol didn't work. Alcohol. And uh, th- soap and water, worked. warm soap water, and, water. And, water. and soap. So then the next thing was an emery board, and I swear I felt like I was on, you know, let's make a deal or something. <laughs> I happen to have one of those two. Yes. I had to go out to the, uh, the mobile annex. But uh, I did get it, and uh, she's been uh, sawing and abrading away, <laughs> like the first six layers of for skin like, uh, for like a half an hour now. It was not a fucking half hour. <laughs> well, however long it takes, and here she is back at the helm, just like you know, going through this so pro. And I just want to say how impressed I am with that. Well, thank you, I appreciate that. And it you reminds fuck, me the, the peanut butter me. thing kind of reminds me. Did you ever, when you were a kid, was your mind ever warped with this ridiculous uh, nursery rhyme? Uh, kindergarten gravy. No, no, kindergarten baby, stick your head in gravy, wash it off with bubble gum, and then you're in the Navy. You know, 
What in the ever-loving fuck? <laughs> yeah, we, we didn't have the wherewithal to ask what in the ever-loving fuck back in those days. Now, I never no. personally bought that this was like the entrance exam for the Navy. I mean, just simply washing uh, gravy off of your head with, with uh, bubble gum. Never crossed my mind that that would get you in the Navy, but uh, that peanut butter thing reminded me of that, so you never heard that well, one. Well, now, no, see, but now you've reminded me of something like that, and it was... Miss Susie had a steamboat. The steamboat had, had a bell. bell. Miss Susie went to heaven. The steamboat went to hello, hello operator. operator. Please give me number nine. And if, if you, you disconnect me, me I'll, I'll kick you from behind, behind the refrigerator. refrigerator. There was sat a piece of glass. glass. Miss Susie sat upon it and broke her little. Ask me no more questions. I'll tell you no more lies. The boys are in the bathroom sipping up their flies. I I don't even know what the that, fuck. Those last two lines, I don't even I don't know where oh, that yeah. came. I knew all of it before that. But did you know also the bobo say what and totten eh eh boom 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 itty bitty what and totten bobo say what and totten bobo say what and totten boom. Obviously not, because that would be yeah. in a mental institution if I yeah. ever heard that. So, yeah, there's a lot of them out there. So you reminded me of all that shit, and we digress. So maybe this is one of those things that has to go, like, in some weird one-off. I don't know, because that was a lot. Yeah, but let's, uh, let's just hilarious. keep going on and hope, and hope that nobody brings up Jingle Bells, Batman Smells. Okay, we just... Got- Robin laid an egg. <laughs> no, 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 stop. <laughs> no. So basically, I'm going to make David pay for the rest of... Uh, rest of the night and certainly the rest of our friendship which is supposedly lifetime so he's gonna have to pay for doing that and then making fun of me online all right well not online but on the show which is you know kind of online all right so people who got fired from huge rock bands this is courtesy of ranker.com so very interesting we'll see how many you know any come to mind oh absolutely yes Uh, one comes immediately to mind and oh, uh, it is. am I going to spoil it if I say Ozzy Osbourne? Oh yeah, and that was a very, very good idea. Yeah. So yeah, Ozzy Osbourne was with uh, Black Sabbath from 1968 to 1979. I mean, this is the the first time. So obviously, after his drug and alcohol problems it made him impossible for him to do satisfactory vocals, he couldn't do that before, <laughs> and still can't do that now. But they moved on to a revolving door of members, as we know. And they uh, Osbourne released eleven solo albums. Whatever. And he rejoined the group several times, including 2011 for a union tour and a new record. And he is still in the band. Well, except for the band is, yeah, the band is officially retired, but he was the, he was until the very end, the last tour. And an album, the actual last album. When you fire him, Mm -hmm. that was a good move. When you rehire him, not a good move. Ozzy Osbourne sucks. Okay. Perfect. I don't think he sucks, but it is sad that a group as talented you, as Black Sabbath don't think he sucks. relies on him to revive their career. Because he sucks. Because That's he, why. he was only good because of them, you know, right. and he, whoever he, he works he's with. He's not good. Anyway. I like, I like some of his solos. I, I do. don't. Yeah. yeah. So, because he can't sing and he sucks. But, yes, that is one. Any other ones come to mind? Uh, well, back in the day, there was all kinds of asinine behavior on the parts of uh, band members, especially lead singers, but not always. And who else got kicked out of a band? He's the first one that comes to mind. It that will was come good to one. me. All right. As but, we go uh, through, let me go. know. Yeah, yeah. So Pete Best, drummer for the Beatles, 1960 to 1962. So he was a Beatles drummer for an entire early run, playing countless shows in England and Germany. But after they recorded Love Me Do, the band fired him and hired Ringo Starr. Now, rumors flew for years that he was fired because of his good looks, female fans, and his gloomy personality. But the truth that producer George Martin just wasn't happy with his drumming and simply wanted a more skilled player. And eventually he settled for Ringo Starr. 
And because Ringo's a badass, like I always say. Hmm. And Pete Best sued the group for libel and uh, retired from music. Libel because they said he wasn't a good drummer. And I wonder. Well, yeah, probably. But I wonder too if he retired from music because he got so fucking rich from suing the Beatles. I would imagine. Yeah, he could. He could play. I mean, he was in the Beatles. I was talking about 1961 on History Strikes Back. That when the Beatles started recording or performing under that name in the at the cabin, cl- uh, the Cavern Club, Cavern, yes. Cavern Club, that was uh, Pete Best, and uh, yeah, he uh, he was the original, and he could parlay that into a kind of a uh, lucrative little uh, semi career of sorts uh, if he played his cards right, and I think he did. I think he did fine. Yes, and and it, we, if and it's not true, if he actually was a good drummer, I'm sure a lot of people would love to have him in their band. Yeah, including the Beatles should have been one of them, but they weren't. So, but you know, George Martin had a lot of influence over the Beatles. So if he didn't like it, they may he may have said, "Let's try somebody else." I would have thought that they just keep trying till I got a really good drummer, but I guess that wasn't their thing. Well, not only is Ringo a really good drummer, but he's got so much charisma and the personalities of the Beatles—they all have to be there. So it was like manifest destiny and shit, you know. No, but that's cute. I like it. I like where you're going, and I know you love him, and he's fine. Brian Jones, guitarist for the Rolling Stones, 1962 to 1969. Of course, we know that Keith Richards, you know, if he thinks that you do too many drugs, that's a problem. So you probably do too many drugs. Yeah. So this is the case with the co-founder and multi-instrumentalist, Wiz, Brian Jones, fed up with the drug abuse. They kicked him out of the band in 1969, and he was found dead a month later. I forgot that he had been fired. I just I was thinking he left for some reason. Nope. But uh, that's right. It was him too. Yeah. So that's very very tragic. And I believe he was twenty seven. So that was very sad. Twenty seven club. Yeah. Dave Mustaine, lead guitarist for Metallica, nineteen eighty one to nineteen eighty three. Does anybody remember that? I scarcely remember that, but that's because I was a pup. The guitarist was thrown out of Metallica in nineteen eighty three for his obnoxious behavior and heavy drinking. He still is obnoxious. He will always be obnoxious. He's Dave Mustaine. So, uh, yeah, the band just grabbed his gear, threw him in a car, and dropped him off at Port Authority in New York. (laughs) Shortly thereafter, though, he formed the hugest successful band, Megadeth. Indeed. He said, I'm going to be faster than you and louder than you and all this stuff, which, of course, doesn't mean better. Not at all. But um, Megadeth is good, but I'm sorry, I'll I'll take Metallica. Meh. They're okay. I mean, anything with him in it doesn't do much for me. His vocals don't do anything for me. He doesn't do anything for me, but... I it's get always that he the, does. The egos, the drugs, the booze, that's what it usually is. Yes, we'll see if that's the true. It's true for all of these people. Steve Perry, lead singer of Journey. You might think, wait, he quit, didn't he? Well, he was with Journey 1977, 1987, 1995 to 1998. So he uh, apparently, he broke his hip mm. while he was on a hike. And the band waited for a year for Perry to have hip surgery, but he dragged his feet Having hip surgery is a pretty fucking serious thing to do. I'm sorry. You don't just like take that like, well, I guess I should have it. When the rest of the members started, saw the touring window of a lucrative tour start to close, they gave him an ultimatum and ended up replacing him with a sound alike. Now, Perry said he left on his own, but the truth is probably somewhere in between. Well, yeah. I mean, when you give someone an ultimatum like that, it's like, okay, I, I didn't leave the band. I just don't want to get my hips done right now. I mean, but uh, it's... Potato, potato, I would say he pretty much forced their hand. Hmm, here's what I say. It's not fucking Journey without Steve Perry, so I'm fucking out. Well, I'm yeah, out. but I, I, I guess they could have just let the tour thing go. Yeah, they 
probably could have and been a, a friend and like a true band and like backed their man and well and, they couldn't have waited a year and honestly sir, he, he could have sat down i mean phil collins is out there phil collins cannot play the drums anymore but he's out there he can't a, even really walk much. It is situation sad. but he sits there and he does the songs and he looks like he's having a great time and i'm sure that i would love to see it but i mean i do feel bad for him and everything but it's uh, he's, i don't want to see him like that i want to see him I want to see him when he was at his peak. I don't want to see him on his way out. I want to hear him at his peak and remember the songs. I don't remember how sad it was that they had to walk him out and he sat there and that he couldn't stand up and he couldn't drum. And it just seems so sad to me. I don't want him to go out like that. I want him to go out the way he was. And I don't want to see it. I, if you go see it, let me know. I, I, I can't. I just can't do it. But I, I kudos to him for getting out there. If you love music, you have to go do it. You just have to. Yeah. You make it happen, and I get it. I would probably be the same, although people would think it was sad, too, and may not want to see me that way. I get it. So, Even Axl Rose did it for a while there. Yeah. So this Steve Perry story is one that will come up again, and it's a story that annoys me, and you'll, once I say who else it happened to, you'll understand why it's so annoying to me. Lemmy. Lemmy what? of Motorhead. I beg your pardon? Well, he was actually, you know, he was singer and bassist for Hawkwind. That's what he got fired oh, yeah, from. yeah, yeah. 1972 to 1975. So he was booted out of the prog rock band Hawkwind, despite singing lead on the band's biggest hit, Silver Machine. I was waiting for you to tell me. No, I don't know it. He was already on thin ice due to his drug habit, of course, as we know. Uh, the singer and bassist was fired after being arrested at the Canadian border with powdered, oh, amphetamine. Oh. The charge was so minor that Lemmy was released a few days later, but the band got rid of him anyway. You know, I think sometimes you just have to when it comes to drugs. I mean, thinking about Stone Temple Pilots, they got rid of Scott Whelan because he was so drugged out all That's the time. That's right. I mean, you kind of have to. You, yeah. When it comes to something like that, I understand that. And I think if that person is sick, and I'm sorry, addiction is, a, is an illness. It's not like, oh, they chose to. It happens, right? So it, it becomes a disease and they're sick. The band has to choose whether to go on with them or not. But when it's a health-related issue, that's a concern for me because get let them get better and let them come back instead of just kicking them to the curb. I mean, we're, we got into this to do music together, and then you're just like, fuck you. You're sick. Bye. And I just can't. I just can't get behind that. I don't know about you. I'm not sure. I don't know. Because picture, I mean, should they have, like— tried to work with Ozzy Osbourne more or just cut him loose and get somebody else? I think you're less sympathetic to him. No, I think Lemmy. if he's got a... No, I think Lemmy should have gone. I think Ozzy should have gone. If they have a drug issue, I'm oh. sorry. It's different if they're like, oh, I broke my hip. Oh, I'm oh, unwell. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like an yeah. actual illness, not just addiction. I mean, addiction is something you can't get over. You have to go to rehab. It's got to be ongoing. And the road is probably not the best place for you to recover. Let's just be honest. You know, everyone's going to give you whatever you want. They're going to say yes. No one's going to say no. And it's kind of just a revolving, you know, situation. It's just going to continue. And they more than, they'll more than just give if you ask. And and that has happened to people before where it's like, okay, we're not going to bring that guy with us because of the drugs. Like Bowie did yeah. not tour with Stevie Ray Vaughan for that yeah. reason. Because it's like, hey, I, you know, stayed away from drugs all those years. And here's this guy. And no, no, no. Not gonna I'm not going to do that. Right. And it does degrade the music. Yeah. It degrades the performance. Everything. I mean, everything you stand for as a band and everything that you have to offer degrades. I mean, just think about that. So I think it makes sense. It's always sad when that happens. But I think if they're addicted to something, you can't just send them to rehab and hope they're going to be okay. It's a whole lifestyle change. It just has to be different. Um, so again, Steven Adler, 
drummer for Guns oh, N' Roses. Oh, definitely, yeah. 85 yeah. to 1990, mm-hmm. five years. Well, guess what? He had a worse drug habit than the rest of his band, and that's saying a lot. See, I thought Adler's thing was booze. I thought it was, uh, it was a big drink thing. Well, Adler was once seen crawling around on the floor with his nose to the carpet trying to snort up cocaine remains that he spilled. That is... Uh, That's pretty bad. Considering... Uh, when we get to a show later on tonight, you're not going to believe how prescient that is. Because, Again? Yeah, because wow. I was going to say something. About crawling around with your face in the carpet looking for cocaine. Believe it or not, yes. So in 1990, the band lost their patience. Oh, no, you did not. I didn't actually. Ranker did, but I had to use it. It was so good. With Adler's inability to control his cocaine and heroin habits, and at that point, he struggled with playing simple drum parts. So, you, you again, degrading the music, yeah. you, you can't. You just got to gotta let him go and cut him loose and hope and do whatever you can to help him get better. But on the road, again, not a great place for recovery. And there's going to be some... Some very similar stories here, but they're still sad. Yeah, like I thought of another one that's probably going to be on here. Peter Chris, uh, maybe, but anyway. Peter Chris is not on here. Oh, okay. Interesting. Maybe they just didn't think it ranked because yeah. it was Kiss. I don't know. I can't tell you what's Maybe in I've got mind. the details wrong, but I'm pretty sure they sent him back. Hmm. That's interesting. Yeah. Another Guns N' Roses drummer from 1990 to 1997. Guns N' Roses' second drummer to be fired was kicked out after an argument with Axl Rose. About the state of the band, the argument ended when Axl Rose asked Sorum if he was going to quit. He said no, but Rose fired him on the spot. Now, Matt Sorum, you're talking about? Mm-hmm. Didn't he go on to play with ACDC? I believe he I did. Believe he See, did. I yeah. don't know that yeah. kind of stuff because ACDC. Nah. And I think um, Tori Amos. Well, I think no, I think he played with Tori Amos back in the day in Why Can't Tori Read before she became the you know the solo artist and everything. Well, you would know. Yeah. It's, it's just something I seem to remember hearing in my Huge head. Huge Tory <laughs> fan, yes. So Michael Anthony, classic bass player for Van Halen, 1974 to 2006, being fired from a massively popular rock band for no real reason is bad enough, but being replaced by a teenager is so awful. <laughs> Sorry, Wolfie, no disrespect. Oh. Um, I didn't know Michael Anthony was fired. I thought he just didn't uh, just didn't want to work with Dave. That's why he went nope. with uh, Sammy. He'd been they. It said he found out online that he was thrown out of the band that he helped start in 2016 in favor of Eddie Van Halen's 16 year old son Wolfgang. Damn. That ain't right, man. Yeah. Van Halen, to me, again, isn't Van Halen if you don't have Michael Anthony in it. I don't understand that. I mean, he's one of the founding members. And I get that that the Dave thing and the Sammy Hagar thing, that was touch and go with me for a while. But thank God Sammy Hagar was fucking brilliantly talented or there was no way. So that's a rough one. Um, so Richard Wright, keyboardist for Pink Floyd, 1965 to 1979, 1987 to 1995, and 2005, he was the secret weapon of Pink Floyd for a long time. He had that. Wh- which time was he fired? <laughs> <laughs> By the early 80s, Wright had fallen out with the dominant band leader, Roger Waters. Oh, you poor bastard. And was fired. On other band members protested. He was hired back. But as a salaried session player, not oh, as a member of the band. No. Legend has it that because he was on a regular salary, he was the only member to make any money off of the wall tour. Uh, that's kind of funny. Woo, that's some brutal those ex- shit. Those expensive tours, something we'll probably talk about later on, too. Oh, interesting. Who knew? See, we don't we don't talk about this stuff because winging it is supposed to be impromptu, and I don't know what he does for show prep. That's why this show is so much fun, folks. Neither do I. 
John Anderson, lead singer of Yes, 1968 to 1980, 1990 to 2004. Wow. That's the other one that pisses me off. I didn't know that because I saw the, I think it was 2003, the Yes concert, um, the symphonic one. Absolutely brilliant. And uh, Anderson got, got the sack after that? Well, he was obviously lead singer for 40 years, and he had a crippling respiratory illness. Oh, he faced six months of inactivity. Um, so they, fa- I'm sorry, they faced six months of inactivity while he recovered from a severe asthma attack, and they fired him and replaced him with a tribute band oh, lead singer, so ouch. they could keep touring. Oh, I can't. I'm out. I will never That's ever that ever Sherwood ever. Guy? Sherwood. I guess yeah. I will never ever 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 go see Yes because it's not Yes. <sighs> with no, there's not John Anderson and there's no Chris. Yeah. Even though Chris got picked his replacement, so I would go. If there was John Anderson, but since you fired John, fuck you. I'm out. Wow. You're not yes. So that pisses me the fuck off. I can't even handle that. Dennis yeah. DeYoung. I'm flexible on the keyboard player in yes. Yeah, but. I mean, you can have like the- that uh, Patrick, Pat Brislin, whatever, the guy that was on the symphonic one. He was fabulous. I'm sorry. No. I'd like to, I'd like to have Wakeman. No. That would be better. Rick Wakeman. Yeah. That's it. But uh, that's, no, I'm out. I saw the classic lineup, thankfully. Uh, I saw lots of lineups, but oh, I, know. I don't want to see anymore. Oh, uh, I know. That must have been amazing. It was amazing. Yeah. It really was. I just said I'll never see them again because whatever. They're stupid. Dennis DeYoung, lead singer of Sticks, 1970 to 1999. Another aging lead singer replaced due to health problems. I can't even stand it. Sticks frontman DeYoung had been diagnosed with a rare chronic fatigue issue that made him extremely sensitive to bright light and sound, and he couldn't tour it. He was fired and replaced with a sound-alike. Wow. So now he's out there. You know, touring Dennis DeYoung, the music of Sticks, so he did get better, but oh, they couldn't oh. fucking wait. I oh. just, I can't. I thought he was uh, done and he would never be able to do it. Well, you know, that, uh, the same, they, uh, uh, ACDC was sidelined for quite some time because of the hearing problems of Brian Johnson. Right, but did they go on without him? Did they say, fuck you, you're fired? No, 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 no. Of course not, because apparently they're not assholes. Yeah, this is a lot of assholes. That is a real crying shame. So, because he had a chronic fatigue issue, and John Anderson had respiratory issues, and Steve Perry said, "I'm not ready to get um, surgery on my hip." Fuck you! After all these years, I just can't. And, you know, and Dennis Stanley's, of course, not just well. He wasn't the only lead singer. That's what's great about Sticks is they have multiple lead singers. But he was a writer of some of you know extremely potent. He's my songs favorite voice yeah. oh, of yeah. Sticks. There's uh, no, there's no one he'll else. Ju- he'll just kill you. There's no one else. That, yeah, that sounds like him. I'm sorry. He he is the sound of Sticks to me. The other ones, I'm like, eh, you're all right. Well, I mean, there was a Sticks before Tommy Shaw, but it was Dennis DeYoung. I know Tommy yeah. Shaw is okay, but Dennis DeYoung is the shit. I'm yeah. sorry, and to do that to somebody makes me not really like you. You oh, know. Yeah. Um, David Ruffin, member of The Temptations, 1964 to 1968. Again, he was fired from the group in 1968 because his cocaine habit had become crippling, as had his ego, because he would refuse to travel with other group members, and he was demanding that the group be renamed. Are you ready? David Ruffin and The Temptations. Oh, no, not that. Uh, He didn't show up at concerts. Uh, He stormed the stage when one of his songs was performed. Anyway, they rehired him a few weeks later and kicked him out again almost immediately. So when your ego gets too big, sometimes you gots to go. So I don't know what became of David uh, Ruffin, Ruffin, but probably not a smart move, dude. 
I think he just performs solo. I think I've seen his name going around here, unless he's been dead for decades. I forget which. <laughs> One or the other. <clears throat> so Dave Evans, lead singer of ACDC, 1973 to 1974. So he was ever so briefly the lead singer of ACDC before being fired, allegedly due to being a bit too glam for the hard rock band. He disputes this, but whatever the reason, he was replaced by Bon Scott. Now, Bon Scott's a fucking amazing singer. Mm -hmm. But what a stupid reason to fire somebody. You're too glam? I'm sorry, I'm not gross enough for you. I'll work on that. What the? Yeah, I mean, you know, with an Australian hard rock band, what's wrong with being a little glam? Be like fucking sweet, man. Seriously, and look at the time frame. I mean, that was, you think of Bowie, you think of Peter Gabriel and Genesis. I mean, they were being glam. What the fuck? I mean, T-Rex. I mean, you know, it was that was a good time to be a little glam. And then so was the 80s. So you couldn't lose. So you fired him for the lamest reason possible. Now, Bond, now. I, bon I highly doubt he was a better singer than Bon Scott. There's no way. But you just can't shit can somebody because you, you got a better singer. That's know? exactly right. And this I, again, I can't abide by rudeness and inconsiderate people. I just right. can't. And this inconsiderate and shitty. Sid Barrett, one of the saddest little firings, the lead singer of Pink Floyd, 1965 to 1968. Now he was a troubled, troubled little soul. Mm-hmm. Um, they were frustrated with uh, the co-founder's erratic behavior, lack of interest in the group, and uncontrollable eccentricity. <sighs> eccentricity uh they simply didn't pick him up on their way to a gig really they just didn't pick him up he, so he's kind of he's basically like the brian jones of pink floyd is that guy he's brilliant but he's kind of messed up and uh, we're just gonna have to ditch him they just left him yeah they just wow. didn't pick him up and he was formally kicked out soon after and they didn't see him again for nearly 10 years when he wandered into a recording session overweight and with shaved eyebrows wow it's a tragic story of Sid Barrett all the way around. It really is. But to just not pick somebody up on, a, on again on your way to a gig, I just I can't even imagine that conversation. How could you be so heartless? I you know, and I don't know how much of that is dramatized in the movie The Wall because I never saw the thing. Yeah. But uh, supposedly that was inspired by the you know the, the mental collapse of uh, Sid Barrett. Yeah, and he he was mental. Yeah. He he definitely had a breakdown, and he wasn't right. But again, so how is that helping? that person right. so again they were friends and he's a co-founder and just don't pick him up i just i can't don felder guitarist for the eagles 1974 to 2001 after playing with the eagles for almost 30 years a span that included him <laughs> fuck me i'm gonna get it right this time after playing with the eagles for almost 30 years a span that included him writing the music for the iconic hotel california he was sacked in 2001 Personality conflicts and contractual issues appeared to be the reason. Of course, he sued the band, was countersued, and now claims to be <laughs> to only speak to them through lawyers. A sad situation again. Very, very sad. But, you know, I don't know what to tell you. I mean, personality conflicts, think about who you have in that band. They uh, are personality conflicts. Yeah. Don Henley, Glenn Fry, they are two completely and totally pompous, arrogant people. And I get that they're wildly talented and they're in a wildly talented band, but you don't need to be a dick. Yeah. You just don't need to be a dick. So finally, the last band we're going to talk about until you want to bring some of yours up is the Beach Boys. Oh. I mean, after 30 years of harmony, good vibrations and lawsuits, the Beach Boys classic lineup in 2012, they said, you know what? We're going to kick out Brian Jones. Brian Wilson. Al- I'm sorry. We're going to kick out. 
Brian Wilson, Al Jardine, and David Marks. Uh, what? <laughs> what? Wilson yeah. and Jardine, really? Yeah, all of them. They were unceremoniously told that their services were no longer needed once the tour had ended. Mike Love released a confusing statement about the originally contracted concert dates, and the band members went on playing different versions of the group. And that happened in 2012. What in the ever-loving fuck is going on? You know, this is a source of much discussion and heated uh Debates and everything on there's this uh, Beach Boys Instagram thing that I follow, and people are referencing this stuff like they know it, like they were, like they were there, they were actually in the courtroom, yeah, and like it's. And I just don't want to know that much detail about those kinds of conflicts, but um, yeah, I don't, I didn't know the story there, but I, I knew Brian Wilson was one of those Sid Barrett types who's troubled and eating too much and too much drugs and yeah. got in and out of the band and all that stuff. It's eccentric, yeah. kind of odd, you know, couldn't control all that stuff. So that was several. There are so many more, but those were some of the very notable people that were fired from huge bands for a litany of strange reasons, mostly because of drugs, some because of illness, critical illness that they could not control, which just slays me. Bad behavior, personality conflicts. It's really a sad state of affairs. But those are a lot of people that were fired, a lot of very talented people. And that is winging it today. Any others that you wanted to add? I know you said you had a couple that came to mind. Well, I'm probably wrong about them, like Peter. <laughs> Great. You know, that's why I'm not chiming in too, uh, too uh, vociferously here, because uh, Peter Chris probably wasn't fired. But then again, maybe he was. You know, and you would think, I've been a Kiss fan since the early 70s, and I just watched the two-part history biography and i still don't remember that particular detail but you're not into that kind of detail I'm not, exactly so that's exactly. not your deal you want to talk about the good times you want to talk about rock and roll stars you want to talk about dreams coming true great yeah, shows the reunion tour you don't want to talk stuff, about that you, know? you, you consider yeah. that to be gossipy yeah. shit but it is it's a part of the band it's it's part of and, you know and some of it i do know, you know some yeah. of it you, you can't help but know exactly so i hope you enjoyed this particular winging it i know i did i hope the folks did. That's what he calls you guys, the folks. The folks. I, I, I don't which know. Which is why we do it for the folks. And I didn't know I half say of that. I say we do it for the flock. Which, there goes any sort of uh, illusion that people have that I actually know anything, because half of that was complete news to me. Yeah, you should have seen his face. He was, was like, like, what? what? Really? Yeah. Why don't I know? Because I just don't care about that kind of stuff. Well, start caring. That's our show. Yeah. All righty then. Well. <laughs> yeah, we have to make it. We have to make it our business. <laughs> All right. Well, now that we have talked about... All of this firing, I guess that only leads uh, leads that only leaves for you to say one more thing to fire back at me. Oh, so I'm not getting fired. That's good. No, the show will be fire. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah, <laughs> I remember when fire used to actually mean something. Now yes. it's uh, it means it's really good. It's really well, good. I don't think the show was fire, and it's hope I don't get fired. It's totally um, fire. It was fire. It was fire. Well, uh, I guess that only leaves for um, me to say let's let's fly this coop. This has been Birds of a Feather. On What the Flock Radio.